0: Before we dive into this episode today, have you subscribed to this podcast yet? If not, please do take these next couple seconds. It'll only take a couple seconds to subscribe to this podcast because that way you won't miss out on upcoming shows and bonus content. And if you feel called to do so, if this episode today inspires you in some way, if it was helpful, please do rate and review this podcast because that is one way that helps expand the reach of this podcast and makes it possible for other people to find this show as well. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type one diabetes and fat loss, Entrepreneur and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Oh my God. You know what I was literally just thinking? Okay. I, growing up, I've always been that girl who's like super paranoid about getting sick. And I don't know if paranoid is the right word, maybe just really cautious. And it might have to do with like my upbringing because I remember being little and if uh, kids came over that were not feeling well, if they were under the weather, my mom would always be like, what the shit is she? Like, why are there sick kids over? Um but I've always just been really cautious and I used to think that because I have type 1 diabetes it meant that my immune system just wasn't very strong. Um, but that's not the case. And so I've been hearing this everywhere and you can maybe you've heard it too where like people are like, oh you are high risk, you have a a bigger chance of catching COVID-19. And (laughs) I'm like, well, actually I'm I'm high risk. Yes. But it doesn't, it's not because my immune system is shitty. It's actually I'm high risk because if I were to catch COVID-19, it would be very difficult to manage my blood sugars. And that's what puts me at high risk. I'm not actually high risk from catching the disease and neither are you. So if you have type 1 diabetes, that is, I mean, that is just one thing. It's such a misconception, another misconception that's been going around. So I just wanted to say that too, because it's like, you know, the thinking back in the day too, when there's always misconceptions and you can probably relate to this where just, especially being a kid, it's like, there's so much that's said that's not proper (laughs) informed. Like I remember going to birthday parties when I was a kid and the parents being like, Oh, I don't think you can eat that. And it's like, no, I can eat it, but there's just so much. And so it used to bother me, but now I'm, I'm like, I don't care, (laughs) but it's just interesting. And then being put in, you know, just constant reminders of like, Oh yeah, you know, people don't really know. So I don't know if you've gotten that a lot lately, but today we are going to be talking about three tips on just making counting macros easier with type 1 diabetes. So if you don't really know what macros are, macros are the amount of protein, fat, and carbs that your body needs every single day individually, we all require a different amount of these macros every single day in order to achieve our fitness goals. And when it comes to having type one diabetes as well, counting macros can be super empowering and it can also be super disempowering sometimes. So it's a really just learning how to balance them. I, there's a bunch of episodes. I'll link to them in the show notes of just different episodes of counting macros. If you're not really that familiar and say you want to lose weight, I do have an episode all about that, like how to count. So, you, if you this is not what this um, episode is about today, but I will link to those episodes in the show notes. So, be sure to check those out if you want to learn more about macros and how to achieve your goals. But today, we're going to be talking about just how to make it easier. So, if you are someone who has started counting your macros. You're like, okay, I am ready to get fit. I'm ready to lose weight. Whatever your goal is, maybe you don't want to lose weight. Maybe you want to build muscle or gain weight. Whatever it is, you're like, perfect time, right? Where we've been in self-isolation for so long and this is a perfect time to get started. So you start tracking and then you realize, Oh my God, it's kind of a lot of work because not only are you staying on track of your blood sugars, your insulin to carb ratios, your insulin to fat, your insulin to protein ratios, you are tracking your blood sugars. And then you're like, wait a second, you want me to keep track of more things? (laughs) Like what the hell? But I promise if you're feeling overwhelmed with it and you feel like you're constantly falling off track or you're like... I just don't know. I mean, it's not for everyone, but if you are like, I don't know if I can do it, but you're bummed because you want to do it, it takes time. Anything worth having takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Most importantly, it takes a lot of consistent effort because you just have to keep putting in the work and there's going to be days that are challenging. So you have a day of low blood sugar and then you go over your carbs one day. It's not about being perfect. And you're not going to derail your progress towards your goals if you eat over (laughs) on any of your macros. Like it's just, you might feel like you messed up, but in the long span of things, one day of not so great compliance with your macros isn't going to derail your progress. So just wanted to say that first and foremost, but we're going to talk about, so if you are just getting started tracking your macros. And yeah, you're feeling like it's been super hard. A couple things you can do to stay on track so you don't fall off the wagon. Number one, try inputting your macros ahead of time. Would it make it easier for you? Because maybe you're busy. (laughs) Would it make it easier for you if you were to input them the night before, if you kind of have a rough idea of like what you might be eating for dinner the next night, or maybe you kind of have the same thing for breakfast every day, or you have an idea of like something you're going to eat tomorrow, would it make it easier for you and save you time if you were to just input those things the night before or the morning of? Because that's one great tip. I've been doing that recently just to kind of stay on track so I'm not constantly on my phone trying to, or like, you know, when you're hungry and you just grab something, it's kind of hard, right? To just be on your, you're like trying to figure out your insulin to carb ratios, you're starving, and then to try to remember to like input stuff, it can be a little overwhelming, especially at the beginning. But if you're feeling this way, you are not alone. So if you can input them ahead of time, that can save you time and make it a lot easier. And you guys, like, it takes time to build new habits. So, if you're serious about counting macros, if you feel like it could work for you, just because you're having a rough start, don't let that make you give up because it takes time and you just have to be patient and kind with yourself, okay? The other thing is if you input your low snack, so say <laughs> you are, you know, you might have low blood sugar, it's just something that might happen. You hope it doesn't happen, but it might. So would it make it easier for you if you were to also just input extra calories, extra carbs? Say you're tracking on MyFitnessPal, can you input those extra carbs if you have if you might have low blood sugar ahead of time as well. So what I've been doing recently, because I'm trying to maintain a bit of a deficit now that I'm not lifting weights and it's just, you know, I feel better. So I'm just eating in a slight deficit and I will literally the morning or the, yeah, usually I do it in the morning when I wake up, I will input two things that I tend to have every single day that I know I'm going to have, except Lows, I don't always have lows every single day, but I just input it anyways because I'm like, I might, there's a good chance that I might. So I'll input the amount of juice. It's like a couple hundred calories. And then I'll also input, cause I like putting um, soy milk or almond milk in my coffee. So I'll input that ahead of time as well. Cause I know for sure, like <laughs> I'll probably have coffee. Those are two things that I input. If I don't go low, it's kind of awesome because i just have extra food to eat at the end of the night. So maybe i'll have like a piece of chocolate or just something, right? Cuz it's just more food and i love food. <laughs> so that could also be a great thing to do because that way if you are stuck at the end of the day like you get slammed with a bunch of lows or you have a really busy day, that way you're already covering yourself. So those are two things. Now if you are finding that you've been tracking your macros and you're constantly going over them i wanted to quickly interrupt this episode and remind you that if you are interested in losing fat this year remember when at the beginning of 2020 you're like i 2020 is going to be the best year ever and then all hell broke loose but if you set out at the beginning of the year to lose weight then you have a chance to join my Shredded Body for Type 1s program for a discounted rate. This offer is only available until August 1st, 2020. Inside the program, you learn exactly how to calculate your macros and calories for fat loss. You'll learn how much protein, fat, and carbs your body needs every single day. There's a bunch of workout routines inside of the program. So ones for at home, since most of us, are working out from home right now, but as soon as you feel comfortable to go back to the gym, when it reopens, hopefully it doesn't close again. I think gyms are going to be closing here in Costa Rica soon again, but whenever you are back at the gym... There are also routines inside the program for the gym as well. So whatever you enjoy doing and also by the end of the program, you'll also know how to keep your blood sugar stable with exercise, which is a huge part to staying in a calorie deficit, which is super important. The number one thing when it comes to fat loss. So to check out the program, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join. And I will also link to that in the show notes. So maybe you are trying to lose weight right now and you're trying to maintain a calorie deficit and you're constantly going over. One thing that is, can be helpful is setting your calories and your macros a little bit, uh, a little bit lower. So say to maintain a calorie deficit, say you've set your calories at 1500 calories per day, maybe try setting them at 1400, because if you're constantly going over, then, you know, You'll, you might just hit 1500, right? And a good rule of thumb when you're doing this is just lower your carbs because your body does need the minimum amount of fat and the minimum amount of protein every single day. So you could just set your carbs a bit lower. Now, if you are constantly going under and you are just having a really hard time hitting your macros, one thing that you can do is eat more food that contains more calories, like peanuts, peanut butter, more avocados. Fat has more calories. There's nine calories per one gram of fat. So, I mean, if I'm having trouble hitting my macros, which usually I don't, because again, I love food, I'll just eat some peanuts and I could literally live off of peanuts. So try eating snacks or food that contains more calories. And you know, it just, it takes time when you're building new habits, but you will get there and don't lose sight of your goal. Don't lose sight of the big picture because you want to stay motivated along the way and anything worth having in life is probably going to take some time to get there, especially if you want it to last. And so it's important not to lose sight of the big picture, maybe set small goals to help you along the way so that you don't lose motivation and give up. Just know that you've got what it takes and I, I'm i rooting for you. I hope this episode is helpful for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this was helpful to you and you think it could also help a friend, please share it with them because that way they'll be able to benefit as well and you guys can totally achieve your goals this year in 2020. The best of luck to you. I know it's it's been a wild ride 2020 so far, but you've got what it takes. And if you share it with a friend, it'll also help to expand the reach of this podcast, which really does mean a lot, you guys. So thank you so much for your support. I love you. And I can't wait to, I know I'm like talking like this year is already over, but I just can't wait to see what the rest of the year brings in a positive way. I know you've got what it takes to achieve your goals. So don't give up. I will talk to you same time next week. Bye for now.